with a new year just around the corner, it's natural to think about technological changes that could make a meaningful impact on the health of your patients and your practice. As 2023 comes to a close, we invite you to listen to an encore presentation of an interview with Eric Garcia. Eric is an award-winning speaker and internationally recognized digital and information technology strategist, and he works exclusively with veterinary practices just like yours. So listen in. Welcome to a new episode of Covetris Connected Care. I'm your host, Nicole Knight, and I'm Content Marketing Manager at Covetris. Thank you for joining us. Today on the show, we're delighted to welcome Eric Garcia. He's an internationally recognized digital and information technology strategist who works exclusively with veterinary practices, and he's an award-winning speaker who was recognized as Speaker of the Year by VM. In 2020. Eric is here to walk us through the state of the industry these days and was compensated for his insights. In this episode, we talk about why and how veterinary practices are adopting three key technologies to meet today's demands and prep for the future. Eric, thank you for joining us. Nicole, it is an absolute pleasure to be here with you today. Let's start with an update on the state of the industry. What do you see happening with key metrics? I'm thinking visits, revenue, other big metrics. It's a really important place to start the conversation because right now we are seeing just major changes happening across the industry. We know that 2020, 2021, practices were just insanely busy, but we know that that massive growth and influx that we uh, were once experiencing has, has dramatically slowed down. Uh, we know that as of uh, last week, according to VetSource data, that patient visits are down at almost 3%. Uh, what, what I'm starting to see is more practices that have an interest in marketing again because they were extremely busy before and they're no longer nearly as busy as they uh, once were. And so they're, they're looking to really replenish some of the patients that they lost over the last few years. From my perspective, retention has always been a challenge for veterinary practices. You know, the question is, what our practice is doing to consciously retain clients. And some of that we're actually going to talk about today. But the other uh, key performance indicator to look at, uh, according to that source data as well, is that uh, revenue is is up over uh, just for about 4%. And so a lot of practices determine success based off of rev- revenue growth. And so we look at 4% and we say everything's good. But what that fails to account for is inflation. It also fails to account for the fact that all of our partners that we work with, our vendors, our distributors, um, and anyone that we do business with, uh, all of their fees go up annually. And so uh, in addition to that, practices also go up on their fees uh, annually, sometimes semi-annually. And so when we look at 4% growth, when, when you ask an economist or, or any financial data analyzer, 4% growth is, is not real growth. And so the, the bigger problem is that practices have given raises over the last few years and have hired new team members because they needed to manage this growth. And so the concern now is if visits are down and we have more staff than we did before and we're having to pay more out in salary, what what are we doing to meet today's pet owner demand? Yeah, you sketched that out really well. And that leads right into my next question. So what are you seeing practices do to adapt these days? And I'm specifically thinking maybe less on the hiring additional people, because I think probably there's only so much you could do there on other ways like technology and other avenues? 
Absolutely. And, and I'm glad you mentioned a hiring component because I think that's something important that we, we can eventually get to here soon. But, but as you alluded to at the, at the start of this, uh, there, are, there are three key things that I'm seeing. The first one is e-commerce. Um, and, and what we're seeing is uh, practices over the last few years have really uh, had an uptake in signing up for e-commerce platforms because they saw the value during the pandemic as more and more people uh, shopped online. And, and so a lot of practices signed up for some sort of solution. And, and this is great, but unfortunately, a lot of practices are not uh, marketing that solution. They're not talking about the solution and we're not educating pet owners constantly about the value of e-commerce and the benefits of shopping online. And so, you know, it's important to start off with, do pet owners even want to shop online? And, and, I, and I actually want to turn that question around to our audience who's tuning in today. You know, think about yourself. Think about the people that you interact with, your family members, your friends, your colleagues. Do, do you yourself shop online? And, and the answer is almost always yes. Anytime I ask in, in a, an engagement that I'm doing, almost every hand goes up. And, and I like to say that, you know, shopping online is not demographic specific. It's not specific to millennials or boomers. It's, it's really applicable to all generations. But we know that according to Digo, who is a, a, a leader in, in data research within the animal health sector, that 63% of veterinary practices have an online pharmacy. Now, it's important to note, Nicole, that, that this was a study that was actually conducted before the pandemic. I know that in talking to friends and colleagues that the uptake of people who decided to sign up for an online store for their veterinary practice is dramatically increased in the last few years. So I, I wouldn't be surprised to see that number being even higher, but, but on paper, this is what it's looking like today. But yet only 16% of the then 63% of veterinary practices who add an online pharmacy uh, of pet owners even know that their practice has an online pharmacy, which is not a surprise to me. Uh, and the reason that it's not a surprise to me is, Nicole, is it's like the world's biggest secret, right? Like uh, practices will get an online store and they're like, no, 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 shh, shh. We, we just do this for the other people who like to shop online. But but they market it one time when they sign up for it. And maybe once a year, if we're feeling courageous, you know, we'll, we'll promote it. But, but oftentimes practices are, are not promoting the online pharmacy. And I think what's really interesting is that according to Digo, again, is that eight in 10 pet owners who are not aware that their clinic has an online pharmacy say that they would consider purchasing from one and more than half say that they actually would buy from their veterinarian's online pharmacy. And so it's important for veterinary practices to not just adapt by choosing a platform provider, Covetris being one of the great providers out there but also to make sure that they're using it. And so how veterinary practices can compete with big box retailers is pretty easy. One is, is increasing communication uh, by marketing the online store. And I always tell practices that the reason major retailers reach out often is simple. It's because it works. And so I simply suggest that practices work with their platform provider and then a few other things to mention is that uh, setting up email reminders for pet food and for uh, parasiticides. So making sure that we have reminders that are going out uh, on a recurring basis. And, and I, I do want to tell practices, you're never going to get the, the timing of those reminders right. You're never going to know if a pet owner is purchasing a six pack of heartworm and flea prevention and splitting it among three pets. You never know how long it's going to take uh, a Chihuahua versus a Great Dane to go through a 10-pound bag of dog food. And so what I always tell practices is choose cadence um, at, at a time that makes sense. Uh, the whole point here is that something is going out. And not only do I get reminded, but then I can ensure that it is uh, directing me right back to your online store. 
And to your point also about the marketing like feeling like they're maybe over marketing. And I do buy online through my <laughs> store because, and also there are Covetra stores. So anyway, all goodness over here. But I, I love it because when they send me information about the you know, online store and maybe there's a sale going on or whatever, um, they also send me tips pet health information tips and, and whatnot, seasonal information. And so I feel like I'm learning in addition to being reminded about all the, you know, the medications and things that I need to do to keep my dog Roxy healthy. Yeah. Education is critical. We know, we know pet owners want it. We all want education. This is why we go on Google. And, and two, the good thing is, is that by, having that veterinary practice put themselves in front of you, market the store, provide you education. You also become more familiar with the store itself. Um, you get to log in and see that some of the medications that you're getting, you can have on auto ship to be sent to your home on a recurring basis. Uh, this is also what makes e-commerce so successful for veterinary practices. We know that according to uh, Vets First Choice, uh, now Covetris data, uh, a study of over 5,000 practices uh, was able to prove that pet... Uh, Practices that have an online store with auto ship capabilities are able to dispense more medications. Uh, we know that in this specific study, uh, which was done with NextGuard, is that practices that had auto ship dispensed 3.8 more doses of NextGuard in a 12 month period, and it went as high as 13 more doses when you looked at it over a two month period. So, really critical to see the value of it. Uh, so then as you know, as we kind of look at some of the other opportunities, the second opportunity I think for practices to look at is just improving and upgrading client communications. Uh, you know, our own internal data and in, in working with veterinary practices, we're able to see that the practices that reach out more to pet owners in their reminder system actually uh, do a better job at client retention and uh, compliance. And, and the logic is simple. Uh, and that is that the more that we reach out, the more that we're putting ourselves in front of an audience who wants to hear from you, who ultimately will then come in more. And so I always tell practices, if, if you want to get more patients in the practice, simply communicating more is very critical. Otherwise, it can come across selfish that the only time we reach out is when we want them to do something and, and that's it. And so uh, making sure that we reach out more is very critical. And I'm also thinking that maybe the modern pet parent too. I mean, I'm, I'm not, super, I'm not super modern, but um, I like text reminders. Like I like to get texts. Maybe you don't necessarily need to call me and maybe you don't even have the staff to call me, but if you shoot me a little text, that's great. A absolutely. And instead of, uh, of relying on more people in the practice to do these jobs, re rely on the automation. And, and the cool thing too, that I'll also mention, and, and Nicole, you, you kind of mentioned this uh, when you talked about getting emails from your Covetris online store through your veterinarian and the education uh, that's included with that. I highly encourage practices incorporate education in their reminders. Um, I work with a lot of practices who use Rapport, the communication platform through Covetris. And, and one of the things I recommend practices do is to edit the reminder message that goes out to pet owners and provide education about the services and the importance of the services that you're recommending. So if you're letting me know that my pet needs an annual examination, 
add a link in that reminder using your report software that says to learn more about the importance of annual prevention for your pet, please click on this link. And you can link them to the AVMA or you can link them to an article right on to your own website. And so we know that uh, incorporating education becomes a, a very important part of, of that journey for pet owners. Yeah, that makes a ton of sense. Any other tips or suggestions. I think it's always nice to have a number. So we've gone yeah. through two. Is there one more we can give our audience? Absolutely. So for the third one, I'm going to say rooting out inefficiencies in practice. This is also one of my favorite tips, especially as of late, uh, because so many practices are looking for more people. It is, you can go anywhere online on, on Facebook and Facebook groups. You can go to any conference and the one common thing that you will hear everyone says that they need right now is more veterinarians, more technicians or nurses, more CSRs, more warm bodies in the practice. And, and, and the reason that uh, I talk about rooting out inefficiencies and, and mention this in, in this particular segment is because a lot of times we jump to this assumption that when we're super busy, when we're super stressed out in practice, that this, the remedy to that solution is to incorporate more bodies into the practice, meaning we need more people. And, and to an extent that can be true, but only uh, more people can only do so much good for a practice. Uh, and, and again, not to mention that there's ongoing salary commitments uh, to those people that you have to make. And so I always tell practices that before you look at adding more bodies into your practice, look and see what you can do to make your practice more efficient um, to make sure that you're using the right technology. Nicole, you just mentioned uh, a few minutes ago, uh, automating text message reminders. Uh, that's not someone calling to confirm appointments or to call and let a pet owner know that their practice is due for, uh, excuse me, that their that patient is due for a service. And so we're now relying on automation. I'm a huge proponent of online scheduling. One of the features that you can incorporate in rapport uh, making sure that instead of having 100% of your pet owners call to schedule an appointment, that they can do real-time booking online. Prescription management and trying to do what we can, automating it in the sense that pet owners subscribe to AutoShip. And so when they're getting those medications on a recurring basis, that's less people calling. That's less people that are needing to come into the practice. And so for a long time, not only adding people was looked at as the solution, it was all the other fragmented solutions that were considered to be the solution, right? So you need one program for online scheduling. You need one program for e-commerce management. You need one program to do uh, a text message and email reminders. And and I, I really sympathize for practices, quite honestly, because they wanted to do these things, but they needed 10 different solutions and they all did some overlapping type of, of work. And they didn't know who did what better. And so this is what I like about Covetra's Pulse now is that it brings it under one roof. And so if a practice is managing real-time appointment booking or client communications or even approving a prescription that it's all under one roof through the Covetra's Pulse platform and, and it starts to automate a lot of the work to where ultimately practices get more time back. And, 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 and when you get more time back, I think it's important to mention you know, uh, to think about how you're going to use that time. Are you going to use that time to get your lunch break? Are you going to use that time to leave on time that day? Or are you going to use that time to see more patients? Ultimately, it's up to you. Uh, and so uh, making sure that we utilize some of these services to um, integrate all of these solutions under one roof uh, helps streamline. 
Yeah, to your point about Pulse, one of our first studies on it found that it saved an average of three hours and we've got more research coming, so more to come. But I just wanted to say, leave you like if there's any party notes that you wanted to say or anything else before I let you go, Eric, this has been a wonderful conversation. Thank you. Um, yeah, I think I think my last advice to just help encourage practices to do more is is a to understand that yes, I know you're busy, and sometimes change can be daunting. And so I always tell practices that change is going to slow you down in the beginning, but once you integrate that change and you're more efficient, you will regain that time. And as you mentioned, three hours. Uh, is, is a pr- pretty substantial amount of time. So easy things that you can do to integrate these solutions in your practice, find a champion. Maybe it's a technology champion, someone in your practice who loves technology, who wants to bring in uh, a platform like Pulse or an e-commerce a solution. Uh, but focus only on one thing at a time. Have that person focus on integrating one new solution into the practice. If Ideally, it would be a team if you had two people or three people that were interested. But, but find a champion, create a small team if you can. Um, work with an integrated platform provider. Um, an integrated platform provider simply means that they're integrated with your practice management software. They're extracting all of this information to automate and simplify the tasks. And the last thing I'll say is celebrate success with the entire team. So when you when you get that first online order, when you get 10 new orders uh, the next month, when you start getting 100 appointment bookings online, it's important to celebrate successes with your team. So mention it during a team meeting, celebrate uh, the accomplishments that they've had. And ultimately that will give them the encouragement to continue to move forward. I love that. Eric, this has been such a fun and informative conversation. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Likewise, it's, it's been an absolute pleasure. And I want to thank Covetris for bringing content like this to veterinary practices who are so hungry for it. It's always nice to see when a company like Covetris has the back of veterinary practices. So, so thank you. Thank you.